Yo, 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 what it do, what it do. It's your boy, Yellow the Poet, and I am here with Miss Maggie. Do I pronounce it Puritan? Yeah, perfect. <laughs> awesome. I pronounced it right, yes. And I must say that Miss Maggie has done some things that makes her unique in the business perspective leadership um and definitely comes from a long lasting or last generation where communist was a regimen like oh my goodness i'm excited to actually find out what made you transition from poland to canada so if you would please tell the audience thank you for being here i appreciate that about so tell the audience about yourself and what you do thank you so much <laughs> and thank you Yellow, for having me i really appreciate being here um so yeah as you said i i am born in poland born and raised in poland so like probably last generation that truly remembers how it is under how it was to live under communist regime because i was 11 when it collapsed so i still remember you know like empty shelves and nothing in the stores and queuing for days to get some crappy meat or coffee or whatever <laughs> so you know fun stories from a childhood perspective not so fun from my parents perspective um but what made me immigrate to Canada. So I immigrated in 2005. It's been, it's been a while. Um, was really when I finished university back in Poland. At that time, the unemployment was super high because Poland was going through reforms to get from like the third world, maybe not third world, but communist economy to the modern economy. Mm -hmm. Um and even though, you know, I had job, I had jobs because I was living in a bigger city and I was educated. I spoke English. I spoke French. I was making like 300 bucks a month. And yeah, and it's not like it was that much cheaper, right, in Poland then than let's say in U.S. at the same time. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to eat and pay the bills. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> so you, were you have the bills off of $300 per month. Yeah, yeah, like that was really thing. And I, you know, I didn't want to live this way, right? I didn't want to live feeling like you're being choked and without any prospects of like potentially buying your place or like raising a family or anything like that, right? So I did find out through a friend about Canadian immigration program at the time. And I was like, hey, like, I could probably qualify. Let's try. <laughs> so I applied. And um, like a year and a half later, I got a permanent residence. Okay. Um, so it's not a lottery like in US. It's a little bit different. It's more structured. So you have points, you apply, and then, you know, the government officials, I guess, decide if you're good enough to join or not. Sure. Um, so, but when you get it, you get permanent residency so you can come in you have six months to move um so uh, with my partner at a time we immigrated we were young we didn't have anything like outside of family and friends we didn't have a mortgage we didn't have kids like there wasn't as much holding us right or yeah. it was so much easier and he had family here in Toronto mm -hmm. that was very good and was like yeah guys come we would love to see more have, have more family here um so we had like this place to start Awesome. So we went and never looked back. <laughs> <laughs> it's always good to have that welcoming committee in. Yes. Yes. That right yes. solidifies whether you actually want to be there or not. Yeah. So, you know what? The, it's hard as it is to move to a very different culture, a very different place. You know, I've never been to North America before. In fact, like I've never flown a plane before I moved to Canada. So it can be a big shock. I loved it. Like it wasn't a shock for me. I was like, oh my God, I hate it. Like it was like, oh my God, I love it. <laughs> and when I think of, for example, immigrants who come and they don't have anybody and they don't speak the language and they don't like, I can't even imagine how hard it must be. That, it's got to be pretty much a, a mm -hmm. shock. I mean, I I can't imagine myself, you know, 
what that's like, but oh my goodness, it's it's gotta be something serious. Is it's gotta be a very different, very um something it may be even kind of hard to get adjusted to at some point before you actually say, okay, let's just plan this out. Let's make sure that we mm-hmm. have our ducks in a mm-hmm. row and then we'll move forward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know, like talking with some other immigrants, sometimes it is very hard, right? Because it also depends what age you're in and how attached you are to the, I guess, traditions and cultures of your own country and how you adapt to change as an individual. So like I've heard from other immigrants, they can be very tough and it can take to even three to five years to really feel at home. Mm-hmm. I guess I got it easy because I'm a Sagittarius, so I like adventure. <laughs> like I like travel. Um, and I'm really easily adaptable. So I didn't have that experience, right? But it doesn't mean that like my experience is everybody's experience. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's I mean, well, I look at it like this. Uh a lot of times we experience some things, but those things can on the outside or on the surface, they can look exactly the same. But Mm -hmm. the trick is, what did you experience internally while going through that versus what the other person experienced internally while going through that? Yeah, very true. It could could be the same on the surface. Yeah. But the emotions, how you feel about it, what you think about it, it could be a whole nother world. Yeah, yeah, very true. Very true, yeah. Yeah. So I see that you um, that you spoke about having a blended family. Can you elaborate a little more on that? Yeah, yeah. So uh, my, you know, my so my first partner um, that I came were Polish as well, and so we were married at the time actually when we came, and our marriage fell apart. <laughs> so just so you know, happens right? Like you don't when you sometimes get married young. A, you don't know yourself well. B you don't know, I think, like, what it takes to nurture that relationship. And I think we just grew apart. Yes. Um, wonderful man. It just didn't work out. Right. Um, so then, you know, I met my current husband. And he he was also married. So he's French. Uh, he was also married and has two boys from his first marriage. Um, so I got to know them when they were really young. So they were, like, about three and there's 18 months apart they're 18 months apart so they were three and like two when we got together um so I had like in this situation because we went together we were together with my husband before we had our own kids I got to develop a good relationship and kind of strong relationship with the boys before right because they were kind of the only kids in the beginning for a couple of a few years they never lived with us all the time but they were you know on a regular basis every other weekend when their mom needed help whatever we were taking care of them we we live close to each other Mm -hmm. um and then we have two kids together a girl that's 10 and a boy that's eight that the my step boys are already like 17 and 15 (laughs) it's been a while (laughs) that's pretty cool cool. They're, they're a bit they're good so you know I think every blended family has its challenges, no matter what. And not even blended. Every family has its challenges. <laughs> Having kids <laughs> all together can be challenging. Yes. Um, but again, we are good in a sense where I got to develop a relationship with the boys before we had the kids. And then as we had our smaller ones, the big brothers also developed a pretty good relationship with the young ones right so the young ones adore them whenever boys come they're like super excited right now they're hanging out more with their friends than anything but you know that's what it is right that time is you know once you develop and become a certain age you want to hang out with your friends more than you want to be at home so yeah it's understood yeah (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So how does you how do you get a chance to balance the relationship, the children, um, working, um, Jack Welsh management 
and podcasting? How do you manage your time? <laughs> you know what? Like, it came the way I do it now was very different than I was doing it before. So, I come from a corporate background. So when I started, you know, when I came to Canada, I quickly, you know, got a position in a corporate, and then I grew my career there. Um, so, you know, as a family, like mom of blended family, I, I had like corporate career mm -hmm. and that was pretty stressful. I have to say like the balancing act, of course you do it, but as human beings, I think we're very adaptable. If we're forced to do something, we'll just figure it out, yes. right? You do it, but it was very hectic, right? Even though my husband is phenomenal and we always do things together and share responsibilities and so on. So it's not like you know, it was all on me, but still we both worked. And when kids were little, it's like, drop them at daycare drive, you know, Toronto, it's a big metropolitan metropolis. So when I used to work in corporate, I used to commute at least 45 minutes one way mm. <clears throat> and sometimes longer, you know, in a winter snowstorms that becomes an hour and a half. <laughs> so it was very hectic and I can't say I was dealing great with it. I was super stressed and so on, but that, that put me on a path to mindfulness and so on, because I realized that I couldn't go on like this, you know, and there was days when like on a Thursday night, we were so tired with my husband, like we weren't patient with the kids, right? The kids were coming back from school, they're four or five, they're freaking out and we're losing it <laughs> by Thursday and so on. And I'm like, okay, feeling like the worst mother in the world, it's not the greatest. I need to do something about it. <laughs> so, yes, so I, yeah, so that's when I discovered mindfulness and being present and a little bit of meditation and so on. Mm -hmm. And then about five years ago, I burned out in one of my roles it was situational in a sense where the company I worked for made maybe not the best decisions for them at the time. They committed to big contracts. They wanted to enter a new market, huge contracts, very low margin, meaning no people to support to implement it. And they put them on people who are working and had a full-time job at the time. And I was one of them, right? So trying to make the contract work and deliver what the company agreed on and you know do a good job like i always believe as human we always want to go do a good job so we'll do our best it led me to burning out and that made me think like okay that's it like i can't you know, and then kids still being fairly young, the, the younger kids. Yes. Um, that like totally freaked me out. And again, Sagittarius in me, when I feel cornered, I'm like, <laughs> it's like, if I have no way out, I'm like, okay, something's <laughs> gonna give here. <clears throat> so that led me to sign up for high performance coaching. I signed up for a high performance program mm. that helped me set boundaries plan ahead, prioritize, say no, and also be super effective. Because when we don't plan ahead, when we don't prioritize, we can be very effective, but doing things that maybe shouldn't be at all. <laughs> like, that happened. I did that for sure. So when I started implementing those principles, even at the time with the corporate world, I started feeling better, less stressed, more calm. I started actually being super effective in my role without working as much. And then, you know, the situation with the contract changed, the leadership changed, we got some help. So that's also helped, but like overall in my roles, um, but then that also led me to decide that I didn't want to continue in the corporate world long term, yeah. that I didn't want to grow my career and put myself in situations when other people make decisions that I don't necessarily agree with and I have to implement them. <laughs> yes. yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Right. Uh, you're the you're the legs to the spider instead of actually being the body to the spider right right that's a good analogy i love it it's like halloween almost it's awesome. 
So, so, so that's when I decided I'm going to set even more boundaries and do things for me. That's when I signed up for uh, my executive MBA at the time. That's how I started my coaching business and really said, okay, this is when I work for my corporate career and I will do my best within those timeframes. And this is when it's Maggie personal being a mom, but also, you know, growing her business and like choosing that other path. Yes. That's what I did for a couple of years. And then once I was ready, I gave my notice and I left yes. the corporate job. And now I'm fully in my coaching business. Awesome. So as an <clears throat> entrepreneur, how has it um, allowed you to be able to do more things with your family? How does that, that transition make you feel now versus how you felt then? It makes me feel awesome. <laughs> it makes me feel very free. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I look back and it's funny because I wasn't 100% sure that I would feel that way, right? Like you really don't know until you get into it. Yes. So I was predicting that maybe being like, I was in the corporate world since 2005 and like in different leadership position for 13 years, right? So like that's a lot of time yes. being in a certain mindset, right? So I thought that maybe I'll have some thoughts like, oh, is that a right decision? Or like, you know, not necessarily regrets. I tend not to regret decisions once I'm fully in, but like certain thoughts about thing. And surprisingly, I don't. And even when it's hard sometimes to build business, I just think about it like, what are you going to do? Are you going to go to corporate? And the answer is like, hell no. And that gives me <laughs> motivation to keep going. Yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> because of that freedom of choosing how I want to create my business, how I want to fully, right, manage my time and use my time and plan ahead without needing to ask people and so on. And yes, of course, I have certain commitments to my clients and so on, but it's just a different relationship yes. than having a boss and the boss of a boss and trying to think, oh, if I do this, what are going to think? Is that going to be career limiting or not? Like all those things, right? You don't really think about that. Yes, um, So I have to say, I love it. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So are there any takeaways? Are there things that you took from your experiences with corporate America and incorporated those things into your business? Yeah. So there is things. It's funny because I recorded a podcast on it, like my, my own podcast. I recorded a few episodes about that transition and things that you can take with you and things that you can need to switch, right? In terms of mindset and things that I like, I incorporated that helps me and I would change that as I go is the structure of showing up for your business and working, right? Because what I find even with my clients, especially the ones that are switching is that, you know, corporate world provides you a structure that you may hate, but you're not realizing that it's motivating to an extent for you to show up. You know, you sign a contract, I'm going to work, whatever, nine to five, eight to four, I show up, I do my work, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas when you're an entrepreneur, there is none of that. You have a blank slate. Nobody is telling you to do anything. Exactly. And it can be very freeing, but it can also be very overwhelming because then, oh, what do I work on? I don't have a list of responsibilities. Listen, okay, this is what you're supposed to do. And then some people is like, oh, great freedom. It's kind of like a freshman, right? In this yeah. university, like, or college. Oh yeah, freedom, let's party. And then they <laughs> fumble through the exams the first semester because they didn't realize that you got to study a bit. <laughs> So it's the same in the business. If you don't have a little bit of discipline and you don't create that structure for yourself, mm -hmm. then you might realize that months come in and you don't make any money. Yeah, because, that's true. You know, you that didn't go sense. out there and you didn't yes. market your business and so on. So like bringing that structure, not exactly the same structure, but realizing that and creating almost like that, right? The contract yourself, okay, 
those are the days or those are the hours that I'm going to work in my business. And that takes priority, not laundry, not cleaning, not something else that takes priority because I'm committed, right? Yes. Yes. I signed a contract with myself. I'm employing myself as a CEO. Then that will serve you, right? So that's one of the things that you can really take or that I found helped me. Right? to say, okay, those are the hours, that's when I'm going to work. Right. And then as I go in and figure out what's working, what's not, I'll adjust it because I'm in control, yes. but I will start there. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So in um, helping um, entrepreneurs to, to make an income, what are some of the techniques that you use to help upcoming entrepreneurs to better their business? So I always, first, I always make sure that their business is aligned with who they are, what are their values, and what they want to achieve, right? We get very clear about what is it, who you are as a person, what kind of mission do you have in your business? Like, why did you start it, right? Who do you want to help and so on? And what is it? What is the outcome that you want, short-term and long-term, right? Because when you have that, then it's so much easier to know how to get there. If you don't, then you can wander forever and never get. There. So, true. so we start there. And then we get, you know, and here I'm talking, like the first step is really like for everybody, whether they're very advanced or not, like I want to make sure that that's aligned. Yes. Um, but then, of course, depending on where they are in their business, they might be more um, advanced. And if, for example, client acquisition is not a problem, we can just look at that and maybe not even adjust anything, but maybe the challenges are now, I have so many clients that I'm struggling to deliver the service. So what do we need to do to improve certain processes, get you more effective, learn some high performance habits, prioritize, you know, prune, because maybe there's a bunch of stuff you're doing that doesn't need to be done. But if you're in the beginning, then we get clear, you know, who you're serving, what is your offer? How do you price it? How are you going to attract your clients? So how do you need to communicate with your ideal client in a way that they feel safe and compelled to buy from you? Right? And then we go there and we implement and we learn from that. And we implement even better and we learn from that and so on. So so that's how, you know, that's how um, I work with my clients. Awesome. That is wonderful. So in my next question, I'm going to use myself as an example. Um, So what I'm doing as far as um, relationship building, helping people to build relationships and it's, it's various types of relationships out here in the world. A lot of people don't understand when you say relationships that it's not just about couples. Mm-hmm. Relationships mm-hmm. come from parenting, you know, yep. to their child, uh, yep. with his wife or boyfriends, with his girlfriend, um, mm-hmm. a relationship with uh, friends or friend, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes relationships with strangers. Yeah. The key thing is communication. Yes. So in a business like that, what would be um, some base key things that a person would need to do? Because I know some other people actually want to start doing the same thing that I'm doing. What would be some of the key things that they would need to start doing first? Because I know they have the personality. They are those mm-hmm. type of people that always want to help other people always want to build on it, but now they want to take it to a new level and expound upon that and allow themselves to be self-employed just off of that. Okay. So let's say somebody, they don't have a business and they want to start and so on. <clears throat> so I would say, just think about three things. Mm-hmm. Thing number one is have a plan of or be clear what would it take for you to exit safely don't quit without the plan 
without having the started business, without a, have saved, without savings, your ability to have capital to invest, okay? Because sometimes people think I'm going to quit and in a month I'm going to be a millionaire. No. <laughs> there might be situations like this. Don't get me wrong. Possible. Anything is possible. But the majority of entrepreneurs in the beginning, it takes time to build the momentum. Yes. And you don't want to be building that momentum, feeling scarce and stressed out because money is not coming in and you can't pay bills and your family is in danger and so on, right? So like, that's something I do help my clients figure out when they, for example, do both at the same time, right? Yes. Where they start a business, they're working. How do I manage that? How do I figure it out? Unless you have great savings or you get an amazing package and you're like, okay, I'm good. Right? So then, <laughs> no problem. <laughs> so that's fine. Second one. Talking a little about relationships, yes, like start building relationships mm -hmm. and network for your business. Mm -hmm. Do not expect that your family and your friends will become your clients, okay? Oh. Because if they're not in the business of what you have, they don't have the challenges that you can solve with your genius zone, whatever you want to do. Exactly. Why would they buy from you? You can't expect them just because they're a family, right? Yes. So, yes. so think about maybe you do have an extensive network where certain people could be your best contact, could be referral partners, could connect you with other people. But like, think about it, right? Like, I remember when I started my business and I was, you know, corporate, I realized I had no network. I was like, oh my God, I don't know anybody because I'm an immigrant. So my you know, that, that foundational friends and family and so on were all in Poland, had nothing to do with North America or what do I want to do? And when I was in the corporate world, A, I never networked because I didn't have that jive. Like it just wasn't me that wasn't in alignment. Right. The only people I knew professionally were working for the company I worked for for 13 years. And I didn't want to mix that at yeah. all. Yeah. And I knew they weren't even like my, you know, a not my clients, but I also didn't want to ask them for connections and so on because I just didn't want to mix that. I wanted to avoid <clears throat> potential conflict of interest or whatever. So when I realized that, I'm like, I don't know anybody, so I better go <laughs> start meeting people. <laughs> because, <clears throat> so you want to think through that for yourself. Again, you might be in a better situation because maybe you're a social butterfly and you're in the area where you've always lived and through maybe through parents and friends, you can get to certain people, right? But think about who you would need to be connected to, who, not only who is your clients, but who could be people who can connect you with your clients, right? And start working on that. Exactly. So that's two. Exactly. And then number three is start Unless, again, you have a business background, you've run a business before for somebody else and so on, <clears throat> start investing in your business skill. Mm -hmm. Sorry. <clears throat> because very often people start a business, which is, there's nothing wrong with it, especially service business, because they have a skill in helping people. So it could be like yourself, it could be a therapist, it could be whatever tax person or accountant. Okay, I'm a great accountant. I can help people. Great. But accounting skills don't grow a business, right? It's like you need some business management, understand marketing, understand sales, understand a bit of operations. Because I always say, if you want your business to be professional and bring you professional level of money, then you need to be a professional business owner. Yes. If you want to have a hobby business, right, that sometimes bring money, sometimes not, like you do it whenever, just for fun, yes. then that's great. There's nothing wrong with it, but don't expect it to bring you the professional business yes. money. Exactly. <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> so I would say the sooner you start learning and investing in that skills, the easier it's going to be for you. So those are the three things I would say. Yes, yeah. yes, I'm just... Uh, I love the advice, um, and one of the main reasons is I've tried telling people the same things myself, but mm -hmm. here's the thing, they don't understand that 
I was seven places. I was 15 years old. Mm-hmm. So it is a whole different ball game for me to actually do this versus someone else doing it that yeah. has no business skills at all. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's so funny because I won't say any names, but there are some people that I know <laughs> that have done absolutely nothing with a business except work for someone. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I want to start a business, I want to start a business, I want to do this, I want to do that. And then when you ask them the key questions, well, do you have a business background? Do you have any type of skills in the business that you actually want to start? Have you done anything in that in that arena before? Um, how are your social skills, you know? Mm-hmm. Do you know anyone? Do you know anyone mm-hmm. that can help you get started? Do you have any practice with with mm-hmm. clients or clientele? Do you have anything mm-hmm. that would be relevant to what you want to do? Yeah. And the answer has been no so far. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's the thing, right? It's And it's not that you cannot learn it, but you need to be able to realize that you have those gaps and start filling them in, right? Like, it's funny how sometimes, and I see that like, you know, in, in I, of course, network a lot with entrepreneurs and business owners, and I see that like people, some people, not all of them, but like a lot of entrepreneurs think that they can just like learn business skills on YouTube, like what's free out there, right? And yet for professional business, right, to bring money and pay for everything, and yet we pay for our kids to learn how to dance. Yeah. as a hobby yes yeah. right so like <laughs> if you need somebody to teach you how to dance as a hobby wouldn't you think that when you want to make something your profession and really get results yeah. let's say a professional athlete mm-hmm. they don't learn their skills from youtube they get best coaches <laughs> exactly. yes. because they want to win they yeah. want to make money out of being an athlete right? want to be the best in the business right right so it's the same in business like if you want to be the best or really make good money so start winning whatever level you're on you gotta invest in yourself and invest in the skills that you will need to be successful yes indeed yes indeed i totally agree i totally (laughs) agree so um i was reading something about um um becoming outstanding leaders Mm-hmm. in the process so is this about the process of learning or is this about the process of actually running your business both <laughs> so in the process of learning the skills and starting to think like a leader right i First of all, I truly believe we're all leaders or we can be all because we need to lead ourselves first and then we can lead a business and so on. And where leading comes from is being intentional, right? When we let things happen to us and life happen to us, we're not leading. We're just following or like letting things happen, right? (laughs) When we're intentional, that's when we start leading. So yes, leadership in the process or me helping my clients become really high-performing leaders in the process comes from learning certain skills, changing the perspective and start thinking over and over more often as leaders, CEOs of their business. But that also needs to like, it needs to be followed through action because through action you get results and that reinforces that type of thinking because you're starting to see that it's working if you just start thinking you never take action that's not it doesn't work that's true that is so true so i ask you how does how has um being in this type of business how has it affected you in the personal your interpersonal skills and what is the relation between your business and yourself? You know what? Like, I have to say that I think everybody should start the business, <laughs> even if it's just to see how much personal growth is required to keep going and run it. Yes. And 
I say that like really from experience, I'm a person who loves to learn and loves to grow. And even in my corporate world, I was very self-driven and motivated. And the moment I felt like kind of bored and then role, I would be like, okay, give me more. I want to learn. I want to learn. And yet, and yet, I did not realize until I got into it, how much faster you have to grow and how much more growth you need in order to be successful in your own business. It's like a whole new level. (laughs) which I think it's great because it truly when you get into it it truly makes you just a better human right like I really believe that like when you learn leadership skills and that's what it is self-development is really developing leadership skills Mm -hmm. it makes you a better human and it just positively impacts your life everywhere So personally, I really love it. Do I love every moment of it? No, there is moments when I feel this is damn hard. (laughs) It's, it's, you know, it's like being a parent, right? Do you love your kids? Of course you do. Do you, like, do you, are you fully fulfilled by having them and seeing them grow? Yes. Is it easy every step of the way? No, it's not. It's hard sometimes. (laughs) so that's the theme with like self-development you need to do but as I said like I love that Mm -hmm. it does make you a better human it forces you to to be really Mm self-aware and when you're really self-aware and then you lead yourself like it's just positive right Yes. yes you need to be willing to feel uncomfortable emotions that come from that like to process that right because looking inward and seeing things where you're you know not the best and so on it's not easy but but it's worth it so even for that reason if you're (laughs) thinking about starting a business on the side you should just for that reason (laughs) I totally agree so how has um or has it um self-preservation and self-development do you look at those as the same and how has that helped you to progress in your business and in your life so self-awareness i guess that's what you mean by self-preservation or self yes knowing yourself more than anybody else it actually like i truly believe that that is sort of like almost prerequisite to being confident and trusting yourself that you can create whatever you want to create, that you'll be successful in whatever you're doing. So let's say business, because that, that being aware of yourself shows you the gap you have, Mm -hmm. right? Like when you're not aware and you think like everything is hunky-dory, then you just go in there, take a bunch of action, you fail and you have no idea why. And then that's how we get into like, I'm doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result, right? Because I have the same amount of thinking and I can't see what's going on. And then let's say I'm not asking for help and so on. Where I'm self-aware, I'm realizing, okay, I want to do this. And I started doing it, but I'm realizing, oh, I need this and I need that. And I'm not, and I don't know how to do it. Let me go and learn it. Yes. However way. Yes. Right? So then when you learn, you grow, your, your perspective changes. So then you have different ideas how to make the implementation successful. So you keep growing, right? Every time like self-awareness allows you to keep growing and never stop. And when you never stop, when you keep growing, if you have a business, your business will keep growing. I tell my clients, it's like, Your business started in your mind. It was an idea. You implemented it. Therefore, it cannot outgrow the way you think. Mm -hmm. It cannot outgrow you. You have to grow first. Yes. And then it will. Right? So self-awareness leads to you knowing what's working, what's not, why it's not working, and what do you need to do to grow. Like, it gives you that insight. So then you go and do it. Mm -hmm. Then you grow. And then, you know, results follow. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Connected. You can't do self-development without self-awareness. 
Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So with the um, with the um, business skills, your mindset and mm-hmm. aligning everything together, how does it help you create healthy performance habits? So when you have the right attitude and things are aligned in what you do, you really are able to keep focus because you know, hey, what I'm doing is actually will get me what I want to do. It keeps you, it allows you to set boundaries and say no to other things that might be popping up. Because as you mentioned before, like people have shiny object syndrome and shiny object syndrome partially comes because I really don't know what I want. I really not aligned and I don't know if what I'm doing will take me there. Yes. Right. And so then you're able to constrain yourself. Yes. Right. And then, so once you have that, like, it's like, first you have that habit of thinking, right? Like, okay, stay on the track. This is what I'm doing. Habit of making strategic decisions and saying no. Then that leads, or that's like a foundation to then effectively use your time. Now there's tools that you can use, as I say, like planning and, you know, some productivity tools to be even more effective. But I also tell my clients that productivity tools won't help you if you don't have the foundation. They'll actually be more work. It's kind of like putting band-aid solution on something that's like broken at the core, right? So my goodness, yes, it is. <laughs> so when you have the foundation, that alignment, then when you add productivity tools to it, you're golden. Yes, oh my goodness, yes. You're like a trailblazer, you're going. And again, it doesn't mean you always win and you don't fail, like in a way where everything you do produces exactly the results you want. No, like again, let's talk about sports people, right? Like even the best basketball player in the world doesn't score 100% of the time. That's true. Right? Like sometimes they fail, but what they're able to do is because they know what to do, they're able to assess their shots and say, oh, I didn't score here because of this and that. Let me adjust. Mm-hmm. Right. So like I call it strategic failure. Okay. That failure allows you to learn and still move forward because the next time you do it better. And yeah. then the next time you'll get the score you want. Yes. Yes, indeed. That is so. awesome. That is awesome. So um, what are some of the keys to um getting client attracting um, incomes? What are some of the keys to making that happen? Um, so keys number one is get clearer who your client. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know and you're trying to talk to everybody or you switch that in your mind every five seconds, you're not going to attract anybody. So get really clear who that is. Then two, once you're clear, make an effort and that comes into relationship building and so on to get to know who they are and how they talk about the problems that you solve for them or about the goals that they have that you help them achieve, whether it's your product, your service, doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Learn them, right? So like part of communication is listening. Mm -hmm. The key part of communication is listening, not just talking at them, right? understand, learn their language, figure out how to talk to them so they relate, right? Yes. So that's second part. And third part, in terms of like strictly marketing and selling your business, pick just core actions, marketing tactics that you feel comfortable with Mm -hmm. and just go full out and learn them and become a pro through knowing your client, understanding them and going deeper and deeper with them. Because a lot of people try to go wide, they try to do everything. And there's really, it's impossible, especially while you're still learning the skills, how to market, how to sell and so on. You're just like, you won't have time to learn if you're spread thin trying to be everywhere. Yes. Right? 
And, and there are a million ways to get to a million dollars. You don't need to do all of them. You can just pick <laughs> yours, just pick right? Yeah. And just get super good at it. Again, like sports people, they're not like a basketball player and a baseball player and a runner and a tennis player and so on. They focus on what they're strong at. Okay, basketball, that's me. Let's go. Yeah. Right? So like <laughs> pick few. Yes. And you can expand on it as your business grows and you have more resources and like, you know, more experience and so on. But especially in the beginning, constraints actually creates more results faster. Yes, yes, indeed. Now, I remember um, earlier in our conversation, you mentioned something about meditation. How has meditation helped you? Because I know for me, uh, med meditation is key to mm -hmm. all of my problems away. And allow me to stay focused on my goal and to continue mm -hmm. to be sane for yes. my family and my everyday activities. Yes. <laughs> you know what? Like, it's been a game changer. And I have to say that I was like the last person to believe that the meditation would help me. I was like, what? My brain goes million miles an hour I can never stop thinking and that's like a myth right that a lot of people in the beginning have like you're supposed to stop thinking and that's not the truth but I remember when I started I did like one a week 15 minutes a week and I've noticed it different as you say in keeping my sanity and being calmer and more grounded and so on like I felt so much better. Now I meditate every day. I actually do it in the morning during my morning routine. And what it allows me to do is to calm my scarcity and fear brain yes. and enter that higher level executive or strategic thinking mm -hmm. so that I can enter into my business from that space and mm -hmm. not the fear, not the scarcity, not like, oh, nothing is working. You know, I will never get it and so on. Yes, 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 yeah. indeed. Yes, indeed. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. It is such a clear path. So what would be some of the key takeaways to start with? So I'm saying from the beginning, how do how does a person what are some of the first things that the person needs to do? And then giving themselves a time frame, how much of a time frame should they give themselves to do certain things? I know that there's no specific limits, but something that's reasonable, something that would make sense, especially for a person that's highly um, dedicated to what they do. Time frame, yeah, time frame, it's difficult. So I would say this, like, and we were talking about starting a business. Yes. I would say, you know, start as soon as you can. For don't quit your job, just start on the side. <laughs> Thinking about, okay, if I want to do it, first committing, as you say, like if I'm dedicated, am I committing? And I wouldn't, because sometimes like when you give yourself a timeline in a sense, like, oh, if in two years, I'm not going to be where I'm going to be, then I quit, then it creates that stress, but also like entitlement. And you're not in a good space to be building your business. Yeah, you can think like, okay, I would love to, let's say in two years or a year, quit my job, right? But even if it took me three or five, I'm still committed. Exactly. Right? So like that type of thinking. And then how long it takes, as you say, it really depends. Like it depends on your current skill level. It depends if you invest in yourself and start learning strategically right away or if you're trying to do it on your own until you're like, oh, that's not working. And that could take a year <laughs> to realize, oh yeah, maybe I should do something else. <laughs> so, so that, that depends. Um, but start, take first steps. So like figure out, okay, if I have an idea for the business, then what would be, you know, think about your client, think about your mission, vision, and values. Think about your clients. Think about, you know, maybe do some market research into, you know, your clients or your offers, how much would you price them and so on, right? So, like, so start taking steps yes. towards it because you will never move forward if you just keep thinking about it. That's right. 
that's true. That's so true. <laughs> that is so true. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I even teach that to my children. Like, you know, you all have all these ideas and the ideas are great. Now, let's see what type of action you want to put towards that, those goals, those things that you're thinking about, those things you say you want to do. Right. Sometimes I tell them, and this was a quote that I came up with on my own. Uh, sometimes your what ifs are more important than your I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. That's a great one. I love that. <laughs> Thank you. I love that. <laughs> so yeah. What if I do this? What if I do that? And because it's like it's like, for example, um, what if I what if I want to start a, a coloring book business? You're not setting the time frame. You're not putting that type of pressure on yourself. But then you say, I'm going to start a, a coloring book business in five months, in six months. Now you're pressuring yourself to do everything that you need to do in order to get this business started. Whereas if you had to just stuck to the what ifs and yeah. working towards the what ifs, you're yeah. more motivated, more driven, and more apt it to actually go towards that goal yeah 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 at some point it makes you want to quit but the what if makes you want to keep going because you're not setting a time frame yeah yeah and you know like i what i say it's like commitment 100 Mm -hmm. to even when as opposed to only if meaning right i'm committed even when something happens and there is this unexpected life situation and this and that, that I'm going to blame that that's why I didn't start and so on. No, no, no. I'm committed to figuring it out. I suppose so only commit when life is perfect <laughs> and then nothing happens and so on, but life is never perfect. There's always begun as something and you as a business owner need to figure out how to operate in life because if you're really thinking, okay, I'm going to run my business for the next 20 years, trust me, it's not going to be perfect all the time. And you need to learn how to do it, right? And we do that subconsciously, even like, let's say when you get a pet, like you decided to have a dog. Before you had a dog, your time was probably full and things were happening and so on. Mm -hmm. And then you get a dog, but because by that decision to get it and, you know, whether you buy it, it doesn't matter, You're committed even when, because what happens is I'm in Canada, even if it snows and it's freaking cold, you're going to take the dog out, even though before you hated to go out (laughs) when it was cold and so on because of that commitment, right? You will go and purchase the food for the dog, even if you don't feel like it because it's Friday afternoon and you wanted to watch TV, but you realized you ran out of food because you're committed 100%. So the same type of commitment you need to bring to your business if you really want to do it. And it's not to kill yourself and so on, but to figure things out, be willing to solution when things happen. Yes, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Oh my goodness. This has been a wonderful, wonderful experience actually having this interview with you. I thank you so, so much. So tell us what are some of the key takeaways for anybody that wants to start a business, anyone that has a business and wants it to grow? What are some of the key takeaways that you always give your people to help them be successful? Key takeaways. If you want to start a business, as you say, commit to starting it and start taking steps towards it, right? Even if you say, okay, in five months, I want to have the business started, then between now and five months, don't wait, start doing research, like carve out some time, right? With that 100% commitment to start going forward. Yes. Because again, thinking about it, it's not moving you forward. <laughs> anyway, it's just, and, and then the thing is, because sometimes like we want, we think we want something, but we don't really, we're not really willing to do the work. Therefore, just decide, I'm not willing to do the work. I'm fine and be good with it. Because 
the worst thing that happens, like the most agony we have as humans is when we want some, we're undecided. Yes. When we have like spinning wishes in our brain. Oh my goodness. Either be, I want it, let's go. Or you know what? It would be nice, but I'm not willing to do the work right now. I Therefore, I don't want it and I'm good with it. Let's yeah. move on to something else. Yes. Right? To so make that decision. And then if it's a yes, Yes. Go for it now. Okay. Start making, start taking action. Second of all, as you do that, really align, be clear on who you are, what's important to you, what type of impact you want to make with your business. Mm -hmm. Make that alignment, right? Like, what is my vision? What am I going to trying to achieve here? Align that with your business. It's so important. As he said, Yellow, it's, it's going to keep you motivated and keep going when times are hard. And trust me, your brain will create hard times for you. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and then the third is believe in yourself. You can do it. Yes, it will take some learning and growth. But as human beings, we really have unlimited potential. And you can learn how to tap for it and you can achieve whatever you want, but you need to be willing to do the work. That's true. That is yeah. so true. Oh my goodness. But a lot of people don't understand that getting started yeah. can be the biggest motivation that you've ever encountered within oneself. Yeah. Rather than to listen to other people telling you, you don't have the skills to do that. No, you can't do this. No, you can't mm -hmm. do that. Getting started. Mm -hmm. Once you take that first step to mm -hmm. your journey, you'll be surprised how many other doors open up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very true. That's that's how the doors open once you start moving. Yes. You'll be able to see them in the next step and the next step. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Miss Maggie, please tell the audience how can we reach you in order to learn more about what you do. So the best way to find me is either through my website. It's stairwaytoleadership.com. One word. It's kind of like stairway to heaven, just stairwaytoleadership.com. <laughs> and my podcast, which is called Diamond Effect. And it's pretty much available anywhere. So probably on the platform you're listening, it's there. Awesome. So one thing that I will ask of you publicly is to please send me an email so that I can keep in contact. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. <laughs> no problem. It's easy. It's Maggie at stairwaytoleadership.com, but I will send it to you. <laughs> awesome, awesome. I thank you so, so much. This has been a wonderful experience. Miss Maggie Puritan, everybody. Please, please follow, like, subscribe, check Maggie out, and definitely, definitely, definitely take the advice to heart. It's pertinent information. You can't go wrong. You just have to do the work. <laughs> <laughs> That's Thanks. right. Thank you for having me, and thank you for listening, everybody. Boy, YTP, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs>